there, this is Erica, and you're listening to Mommy Needs to Eat Too, empowering bad bitches from all walks of life. Now, at the top of the show, I just want to let you know that I have a Patreon page if you're interested in some exclusive content, maybe some bonus episodes from time to time. And you will also be able to ask me a question every six months. Anything you want to know, just ask. And once I start having guests on the show, you will be also be able to ask any question of one of my guests every six months. I also want to let you know that anytime I mention a product or service, it is not sponsored. I am not receiving any sort of benefit or payment for mentioning it. I only bring it up because it's something that I like. Now, without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. So my story this week is going to be a short one, a relatively short one. And to be totally honest, I sometimes wonder if this this was just some sort of dream that I had. But I don't think so. I think this really did happen. Um, I was probably not really sure how old I was. I would guess six, seven, somewhere in that, somewhere in there. And uh, we were, I was at Walmart with my family. And for some reason or another, I was in a different toy aisle than the rest of my family. They were catching up to me. And I'm just standing there looking at the different toys. I don't even remember what toys they were. And all of a sudden, I feel this hand just gently caress the my hair. And I look up, and there's this man standing there. Short hair, glasses. I would, looking back now, I would guess he was probably early 30s, um, light, light, sh- like almost like strawberry blonde, if I am totally recalling this correctly. And I just kind of looked up at him like, what the fuck, dude? And he just looked at me, didn't say anything. And then about that time, my dad was coming around the, the corner of the aisle and the dude just turned around and walked away. So, was I almost kidnapped? <laughs> Fucking maybe. Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> kind of terrifying to look back and think on it now. That leads me into a different story that doesn't involve me. Um, I first heard about this on uh, my favorite murder. The podcast that I've mentioned a few times here. And this is the... Disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi out of the Vatican out of Vatican City. The first kidnapping ever reported in Vatican City. Emanuela had just concluded her sophomore year of high school. She was 15. Even though the school year had ended, she was a very accomplished flautist, and so three times per week she would attend Tommaso Ludovico da Victoria School which was connected with the Pontifical Institute of Sacred Music. Typically, she would travel by bus to get to school. Um, She would get off, you know, a few stops early, then walk just a very short distance to the school. However, on June 22nd in 1983, Emanuela was running behind, and so she asked her brother Pietro to give her, her, either to give her a ride or to ride with her on the bus. It's a little unclear. However, he was busy, and he said, you know, he couldn't do it. And this is one of those things that 
you know, even to this day, he completely regrets and just can't help. He can't help but wonder if he had either given her a ride or even just accompanied her, if things might have turned out differently for Emanuela. The last any of her family spoke to her um, was that day she called home and stated that she had received a job offer from a male representative of Avon Cosmetics. So, and this is something that they kind of pointed out in the, um, in my favorite murder in the podcast episode. How many male representatives do you know for Avon Cosmetics, let alone right now, but back in 1983? I mean, I'm sure they have some now because they're becoming more progressive, but 1983, I it just, it just sounds super fucking fishy to me. And some people speculate that she met with this man shortly before her music lesson. And then she, after her lesson, she went um, to meet this guy to pass out Avon catalogs. So the next day, June 23rd, uh, Emanuela's parents called the music school to ask if any of her peers had any information on where Emanuela was. You know, they reported her missing to the police, and as we know, it was 1983, (laughs) the police suggested waiting because, you know, maybe she was just out with friends, but she was officially declared missing that same day. It's interesting because there are actually several accounts that corroborate Emanuela um, getting into a vehicle with a man, one of those being a boy, a 16-year-old boy, reported that he and his fiance had met her. Um, He mentioned that she had had a flute with her, something about her hair and the glasses that she did not like to wear. And basically all of these details fit Emanuela to a T. And at this point, she told him that she had run away from home and was going to be selling Avon products or was going to be distributing Avon catalogs. It's a little unclear. So that does track with her supposedly calling her sister to tell her she was going to start, that she had received a job offer from somewhat a male representative of Avon. Also, I just want to mention, 16-year-old boy and his fucking fiancé? I mean, I get it. This is like 1983, but still, that seems a bit young. And maybe they do it differently over in Italy. I don't know. (laughs) But I just, that's another another detail that just really stuck out to me as very odd. Nothing to do with this case, but just odd little detail to me. Then on June 28th, there was a man who claimed to have seen who we think to be Emanuela. Um, Essentially, she had said she was running away from home and she would return home uh, for her sister's wedding, which again, this tracks with everything going on in Emanuela's life at the time. So it seems that the lead about her getting into this vehicle with this male, I'm using air quotes here, Avon representative was pretty legit. Then on uh, Sunday, the 3rd of July, Pope John Paul II appealed to the public to to help find Emanuela and to to those who are responsible for her disappearance. And this is actually the first time that uh, the idea that she had been kidnapped was actually acknowledged publicly. 
So from here, there are several crazy, crazy things that happen. Lots of theories. Um, one such theory was there was the man who shot Pope John Paul II was a Turkish terrorist and was currently imprisoned. And a supposed member of this terrorist group called Emanuela's family and basically stated that they had kidnapped kidnapped Emanuela in exchange for the release of this Turkish terrorist, Mehmet Ali Agka. Don't quote me on that <laughs> pronunciation. Another theory is that the Italian mob essentially kidnapped Emanuela in, um, in a way to pressure the Vatican to paying them large amounts of money that was owed to uh, the Italian mob. I mean, that's the long and the short of it. <laughs> and then finally, which I personally think to be the most compelling theory, is um, just a Vatican sex scandal theory. I mean, we've all heard this, the countless stories of priests being accused of uh, sexual abuse, both of both males and females. Um, I think more commonly we hear it in regard to um, male pedophilia. However, it wasn't, it's not unheard of for uh, women and young girls to be acute, to accuse <laughs> priests of sexual abuse. Um, I'm trying to tread very carefully here, <laughs> if you can't tell. Naturally, Vatican officials vehemently deny that Emanuela was in any way associated with any sort of scandal within the Vatican. But again, this is there's a pattern here of denial and cover-up. So to me, again, this seems to be the most viable option. You know, it, usually the simplest answer is the correct one, right? <laughs> so I, you know, personally, I think that, again, she was lured by this, <laughs> this man supposedly selling um, Avon products to give her a job. Um, and she decided to, for whatever reason, she decided she was going to run away. And was telling, you know, these random people that she was running away and then would return home after uh, or return home for her sister's wedding uh, later on. I believe it was later on that year. But the, the weird thing to me is why did she just up and decide to run away? I mean, was there something promised to her from this Avon representative, a supposed Avon representative? Uh, what It's just it's very muddy and very unclear. but. That seems to be this whole, this whole situation. And I just I feel so bad for the Orlandi family because they don't have answers. They still don't. There were a couple of recently. There have been a couple of promising leads. Um, in 2018, there were uh, fragments of human bones found during the renov renovation of a building attached to the Vatican's embassy to Italy. Initially, the test showed that the bones did belong to a woman, and so naturally this really got up the hopes of uh, Emanuela's family. However, further testing showed that they, the bones did not belong to Emanuela. In 2019, the family received a letter with a picture of an angel statue pointing, and it appeared to be in um, a, a well-known cemetery, and on the back of the photo it said, look where the angel is pointing. So obviously, again, Emanuela's family's hopes were raised. Basically, they, they find this cemetery and where this angel is pointing and begin to dig. And 
they do find some uh, some bones, some human bones. And so, you know, again, the Orlandi family's hopes just keep going up. Like, maybe we finally fucking found some sort of answer, some some sort of conclusion to this whole terrible, terrible ordeal. During this time, there was also some speculation that um, two princesses who were supposed to have been buried in this cemetery, that this is their bones, their remains. However, as scientists began digging and performing tests, they realized that these bones are more than a century old, and there were thousands of bones. So there are dozens of people that were buried there or dumped there. And that's all that I've heard about that, honestly. There doesn't seem to be any other information except that, you know, it wasn't, obviously, since these bones are more than a century old, they cannot belong to Emanuela, and they do not belong or cannot belong to these two princesses either. So in the episode of My Favorite Murder, Georgia mentioned that Emanuela's mother and brother went to a mass where the current pope, Pope Francis, was officiating. I don't, I'm not Catholic. I don't know the, the official term, so I apologize. Please feel free to correct me. But basically, Pietro, the brother that Emanuela had asked him to either accompany her or drive her to her music lesson, was there and he asked the pope, you know, what, what happened? Do you know anything? Is, is the Vatican involved? And basically, he told him that she is no longer here, that he knows that Emanuela is dead, is essentially what it comes down to. So that, to me, just further points to the fact that the Vatican is involved. Or not to the fact, to the theory, to the theory that the Vatican is somehow involved and Pope Francis uh, knows about the cover-up is what I am led to believe. You know, I know the family is still continuing to push for answers, and I just we can only hope that somebody somewhere gives some sort of information, and this poor, poor girl can be put to rest, and her family can re- obtain some sort of closure and hopefully justice, because that's just fucked up. So if I find anything more out, um, I will certainly keep you guys updated. This to me is just so intriguing because. She just disappeared, and again, to me, it just seems like the Vatican was involved. And so I want to end the story with a quote. This is Pietro, and this quote is from cruxnow.com. It's a Catholic news website. So he said, I am fierce and ready to remind everyone of the misdeeds of so many hypocrites inside and outside of the Vatican who over many years have concealed and continue to conceal the truth, end quote. So as I mentioned, um, a lot of my information came from listening to the My Favorite Murder podcast. It's episode 192, Sticking Together and Helping Out. Um, I also pulled some information from Wikipedia. And then again, I did pull some information as well from cruxnow.com. That is a Catholic news website. And also in that episode of My Favorite Murder, uh, Karen covers the story of the Overstegen sisters and Hani Schaft. 
I believe that's how it's pronounced. It's been a, a minute since I've listened, but um, wow. Talk about some fucking badass bitches. These gals were basically teenagers. They were 14, 15, 16, all the way up to their mid-20s uh, for Hani, I believe. They were aiding resistance against Nazis and even killing Nazis, um, these, these teenage girls. So if you have some time, I definitely rec- recommend listening to the episode in its entirety. Um, Georgia goes into more detail of the em- Emanuela Orlandi case. And again, Karen's story about the Overstegen sisters and Hani Schaft. Just some fucking bad asses. Check it out. And that, my friends, leads us into this week's Treat Yourself segment. This week, I want you to find a new podcast to listen to. Something that you enjoy, uh, something you don't feel obligated to listen to, because let's be real, I feel like a lot of my friends and family feel obligated to listen to me. And I'm not mad about it. Like, please fucking listen. (laughs) I mean, I'll take the listeners that I can get. However, I want you all to find a podcast this week that is about something you truly enjoy. Um, You can go on uh, Captivate's website. You can go to Podchaser, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Um, Deezer is another another app you can use. Um, Or you can just simply get on your computer, type in podcasts, and I guarantee you, you're going to find all kinds of results. Um, And you can even niche it down into, you know, murder podcasts or um, health and wellness podcasts, self-care podcasts, mommy podcasts, daddy podcasts, LGBTQ plus podcasts. Every fucking niche you can think of, it's out there. So just get on this week, find a new podcast to subscribe to, start listening to, and you know, let me know what you guys find out there. Like, I'm curious, you know, shoot me, shoot me a message on Facebook or on Instagram. Oh my God. Speaking of messages on Facebook, Lisa, girl, I just realized I still have not responded to you. I am so, so sorry. I have got to do that today. Yes, I would love to hang out and meet you in Jeff City if that's a halfway point. I love you and I miss the hell out of you and I hope you're doing well. Anyway, find a podcast this week, a new one. Let me know what you think. Let me know what it is. And maybe I'll start listening too. Um, And that is all for this week. And we will check back in next week. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Mommy Needs to Eat Too. Now, if you can do me one big favor, I would so appreciate it if you would go on Podchaser. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and leave me a rating and a review. That is going to help other people find me and spread the message that your needs, your dreams, your desires, your wants all still fucking matter. And while you're at it, if you are interested in some extra content, check out the Instagram page, Mommy Needs to Eat Too. That's Mommy Needs, the number two, E-A-T-T-O-O. All right, folks, thanks so much. We'll check in again next week. Love you all. Bye-bye.